Way back in September 1983, when I was studying in Rome in seminary, my Canadian classmate came up to me and said, do you want to go down to Naples? I said, go to Naples? What for? That's where the mafia lives. He said, well, there's this great big feast of St. Januarius, and they're going to be celebrating it sometime soon, and I wanted to go down, and how about if you go with? And so I thought, okay, you know, I was kind of willing to go take an adventure, but I wasn't really anxious to go down to Naples because it's like, mm. So we, we, went, we went to Mass, and on the Feast of St. Januarius, a vial of his blood is supposed to liquefy. And if the blood liquefies, and I'm going like this because this is how they showed it. It was really kind of cool. And if the vial of his blood liquefies, then Naples will be free of earthquakes for that whole year. So guess what happened that particular day when we were there for the feast? Did it liquefy or not? It did, and there was no earthquake. So the cardinal was there, dressed in all of his glory, and he was shaking his finger. He had police guards, by the way. He was shaking his finger and saying, the mafia this and the mafia that, and the people loved it. And after Mass, it was time to have a festival day, and that's what they were doing in Naples. But then this guy, his name was Salvatore, which means Savior, Salvatore comes up, and we've never seen him before in our lives. He says, would you like a tour of the cathedral? I'm going, mafia, right there. <laughs> what? You, who are you? And my Canadian friend, who usually is very reserved, said, sure, left, let's go. Okay. So we got a tour, a tour of the cathedral. He says, do you want to meet the cardinal? Like, the cardinal, Archbishop of Naples. Uh, sure. Well, we went to where the cardinal was. We said, oh, he's taking a nap right now. You can't see him. And I thought, oh, there, the shoe's going to drop now. Irish, shoe's going to drop. We're going to be in trouble. Hey, he said, the Bay of Naples is beautiful. You want to see the Bay of Naples? Okay. Well, get in my car. Okay, all right. <laughs> so we did and drove around in a, I don't know what it was, to say a little Fiat or something. And he says, oh, isn't the Bay of Naples beautiful? It was. He says, oh, look over there, there's Vesuvius, that's the mountain that blows up, the volcano. Oh, oh, hey, Pompeii, let's go to Pompeii. Okay, let's go to Pompeii. It was closed that day, but we went there anyway and, and walked around. And then he says, are you hungry? And we said, well, yeah, we are kind of hungry. He says, okay, I got a pizza place, let's go. Pizza place? All right, let's go. So he took us to one of his favorite Neapolitan, that means Naples, Neapolitan pizza places. And the pizza from Naples is oh ever so good. We, we say in Italian, benissimo. It's like good of good. And we had great pizza. And he paid for it, which we didn't expect. But he paid for it. And we just spent a beautiful, wonderful day with him. And before it was time to go back to Rome in the train, which he took us to the train station. So I told this story to a friend of mine recently. Uh, you know him, it's, it's Father Josh Link. And he said, boy, that wouldn't happen today, would it? And I said, no, I don't think it would. Are you crazy? I said, yeah, we were a little crazy. But you know, that was an example of hospitality, hospitality that I had never experienced before in my life. And I was a little uncomfortable receiving it first, but Salvatore was a good guy. And, wow, did he really offer us some beautiful insight as well as seeing the sights 
when we were there. Didn't, never forgotten it. And it's been, oh, let's just say 40 years. And, and there, there it was. It's still in my mind. Okay, why did I tell the story? Well, first of all, it's fun. But secondly, it's because of what we find in the Scriptures today, especially the first reading and the Gospel. Did you hear when those three visitors, coming out of nowhere, showed up at Abraham's camp, his tent, and what did Abraham do? He showed them hospitality par excellence. So, I, like, he reminded me of, of, of Salvatore. He did everything for him, gave him a drink of water, but then what did he do? He, he killed the, the, the tenderest steer that he could, and he had bread made for him, and he just gave him a great feast, hosting them, being very hospitable. Now, that was expected in the Middle East, yes, 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 but he really went to great lengths to welcome these three gentlemen. Now, if, if, we were to, if we were to put on our New Testament eyes, our Jesus eyes for just a minute, we would look at this reading that I just quoted, and we're going to say that those three guys represent what? Three, think three, think three. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And this is something I didn't realize until I read about it, but he addressed all three of those guys in the singular, Sir. What? What is that? Uh, oh, wait, wait. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And then the one, the one God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Abraham was extending hospitality to God, was entertaining God, was receiving God that day. Whoa, isn't that awesome? Okay, so what does that have to do with us? Well, you and I honestly, truly are being invited on a daily basis to offer hospitality to God. How? Well, we can do it many ways. I'm going to just focus on one tonight. And that is through your prayer. Every time you sit down, you kneel down, you walk around to pray, this is a time that you offer hospitality to God. Hmm. Why? Because He's your God. He's our God. But He loves to spend time with you. Remember how God would walk with Adam and Eve in the garden before they fell, before the, the sin that they committed? God was hanging out with Adam and Eve in the garden in the cool of the night. He loved it. Remember when Jesus would invite his disciples to pray with him? And especially, I'm thinking of the transfiguration, Peter, James, and John. Hey, guys, come on up Mount Tabor with me. I've got something to, 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 to tell you about. He invited them to be with him because he loved being with them. And that's the case every single day, every single time with God. He loves being with with you. And so there's that opportunity to offer him the hospitality of your lives, and I'm going to say the hospitality of your heart, that you welcome him there in the center and core of who you are. Now, 
how does that go? Well, we saw in the first reading, what about in the gospel with Martha and Mary, okay? So here comes Martha. Remember what she did. This is really important. She welcomed him. She welcomed him. Well, Mary sat down at his feet. And then she started busying, her, busying herself in terms of all the details of Middle Eastern hospitality, what she was supposed to do. And she got really resentful of Mary because she was doing what a man does, and yet usually sitting right at the feet of the Master Jesus. And then she got, she was so mad, she said, tell her to get up, help me. And Jesus said, nope, 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 nope. Mary has chosen the better part. You know, there are lots of reasons, and Martha helps us to see this, there are lots of reasons why we may not want to extend hospitality to God as I have just described it. And you know, you, you can just look at the back of your hand, you know, I'm too busy, I'm too worked up about something, I've got lots of responsibilities, all that, all that stuff is true, all that stuff is true. I don't know how to welcome God, I don't want to, I mean, sometimes that happens. I'm afraid to, I won't know what to do once I do welcome him. And it goes on and on and on and on. We can wake up all kinds of reasons and present them to God why we're going to be Martha's running around doing all the stuff that we need to do, and there's stuff we need to do, as opposed to sitting at his feet and welcoming him into our hearts. And, and, and that's so critical, brothers and sisters, that's so critical, it is so key that we just stop whatever we're doing. And it, i got to remind myself of this, too, lots of times. We stop doing whatever we're doing and just sit and be with the Lord. If you need permission because of your work ethic or because of, of, uh, of things that you, you've got to do, the responsibilities you have, I give you permission to stop. This is what you need, to stop and dwell spend time with, be hospitable unto the Lord. It's okay to do that. It's okay to tell yourself, I can do this. And let's see what happens what you do. But, but sometimes people say, well, what do I do when I sit at the feet of Jesus? What do I do when I offer him hospitality? Well, you don't really have to do anything. Yeah, there's going to be things going through your mind usually. Oh, I got to do this. I forgot to cook that. And I got to go pick up the kids here. And, oh, I forgot to pay this bill. Okay, that just happens. It's normal. It's natural. But when you sit down and you're still, it takes your brain a while to kind of slow down. But when you get distracted, you just say, all right, I'm distracted. Let it go. And just sit there and be with the Lord. Seek his presence. Seek his presence. Sometimes, a lot of times what I do is I open up the scriptures and I read scripture passage because I know God is talking to me right there. And then I'm reflecting on it. And then all of a sudden I think about, what is that? Oh, yeah, I've got to go do this. I've got to anoint this person later on today. And oh, yeah, I've got to sign checks. And you know how it goes. But then I go back to the word again as, as an anchor, as an anchor. Say, okay, this is, this is Jesus' time. This is God's time. This is my time to listen for him. And sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's not easy. It's okay. But you know what? I find that when I do park myself someplace, 
he does, <laughs> amazingly, God can do this. He speaks. He talks to me. Maybe not all the time, but he speaks to me. He talks to me. I remember specifically this week, I was praying with a, with a passage, a scripture passage, an Old Testament scripture passage, and I was focusing in on it, and then I started focusing on some of the stuff I just talked to you about, and all of a sudden, whoop, he snuck it right in. He stuck it right in and, and spoke to me, and I knew it was him. I knew it was him because it wasn't anything that I was thinking about that pertained to what he had to say, but it had a lot to do with the Word of God that I was reading about. It's like, there you go again, God. Way to go. Thank you. So sit. Be with the Lord. It's so important that we do. Mary, Mary chose the better part. It doesn't have to be hours and hours and hours and hours you do that. Maybe five, ten minutes. Half an hour, maybe. But, but give him that time and welcome him into your heart. Remember what happened when, when Abraham did that? Oh, Abraham, God said to him, by the way, thanks for everything. Uh, your wife, Sarah, she's going to be pregnant the next time we're here. God speaks to you about your life when you do these things. And you'll know it's him. You'll know it's him. And you'll know of his graces in your life. So, how about it? Offer hospitality. Sit someplace where you can do that. And be with the Lord. Listen for him. Talk with him. Share your heart with him, and he will do the same with you.